0: What is going on, guys? It's DK. Back at you with another video here. It's ready on the Tour Championship Tournament uh, that starts on Friday uh, for East Lake Ending. Uh, before I get into the video, for guys are new to the channel, my name is DK. I made daily videos breaking out NBA, NFL, PGA, and esports, daily fantasy sports slates. Uh, before I get into the breakdown, I do want to say thank you guys again for all support. Currently at 4.59,000 subscribers. It is now September 1st. I'm going to try. My goal is to hit 6K by the end of the month. We'll see if it's possible. We're going to have a lot of content coming out for you guys. Golf continuing every week. NBA every single day. NFL pumping out content content with the season starting here soon. Um, also, if you guys cannot watch the YouTube videos, I uh, do upload an Apple Podcast. The link is in the description below. Just at the DK DFS Show. But with that out of the way, let's jump into the video. So, this is a really, really interesting tournament. Um, if you guys didn't know, players start, um, they have a starting score. So, we'll get to that in a sec. But, like, a guy like Dustin Johnson is super expensive. He's 15200 But he's starting 10 under compared to some of the guys at the bottom who are starting, starting at even par. And that counts. Like So, Dustin Johnson, before he tees off, he will have 30 points because let's go to the rules and scoring first place is 30 now sure you can move down from that but he's going to start with 30 points he's going to start in first place so there's a lot of strategy involved in this in this tournament Again, only 30 players too so the ownership going to be pretty high on everyone um so let me go ahead and switch over now to the spreadsheet i made for you guys if you want if you do want access to this i just i already tweeted it out Uh, The link is also in the description below. Uh, It's DK underscore underscore DFS on Twitter. Let me go ahead and move myself to the right-hand side. All right. I believe we now should be good. Let me just confirm that. Cool. Okay. So, yeah, we only have 30 golfers. Um... And you can see the the price uh, discrepancy there. DJ all the way at the top at fifteen thousand two hundred. Mark Leishman at five thousand. So, yeah, ten thousand uh, dollars gap there in their prices. Uh, but let's take a look at what I have included for you guys on the spreadsheet. So, uh, I've just got the players on the left hand side, their drafting salary, their Vegas odds. So, one eighty eight means he's. Yeah, so plus 88 means he's, like, basically 2-1 to one odds to win. So the odds are absolutely enormous in his favor because he's starting at 10-under. 10, 10 so also included, again, the Vegas odds, their average points per game that are on DraftKings this year, and then the starting score, which is something completely different than all the tournaments that we, we've talked about this year. So players are starting with a starting score, right? DJ at 10-under. It goes down the line all the way down to even. Uh, included the course history here. Um... And then the stroke gained rankings. So what I want to focus on here is approach tee to green and birdie are better. Uh, the winning score was 18 under last year. So definitely can put up, um, you know, going to need to obviously have a guy that has upside. So those are the three that, that I'm kind of focusing on. Also included off the tee around the green putting, stroke gained total, par three rankings, par four, and par five. I do, um, you know, obviously I do want to focus on those, uh, some of those key stats, like approach TD Green and Birdie are better, but we also have to keep uh, a very, very close eye on the starting score. Like, I want to put a lot of emphasis into that. So, you know, the top four or five guys are going to be super, super popular. And I think it's for a good reason, because once you get to like four or five under, the chances of winning the tournament, like, you need a lot to happen you need to have like a really really good weekend you need the guys above uh above you to, to really drop so um i mean you can just see it in the odds right basically two to one three to one five to one nine to one and then 22 to one and drops off 33 to one 66 to one 125 to one so um it's definitely setting up for a stars and scrubs build in my opinion the the, the balance approach i usually prefer that but uh, on this for this tournament, I think that's just a contrarian way to go. I think it's still like it's viable, but um, I, I'm personally probably going to try to get at least one, one or two of those like main top four or five guys into my lineup. Um, so we'll start with the first guy. Uh, DJ mentioned him fifteen thousand two hundred. He is uh, almost three thousand more than John Rom. He's two to one to win. He's been in absolutely amazing form. He's starting with a two-stroke lead. Everything, everything looks good with DJ. So I have absolutely no issue with Dustin Johnson at all. I think the ownership is going to be super, super high for good reason. Do you have to play DJ? I don't think you have to. I think you can get around it. Like if I was going to fade DJ, maybe play Rom and JT, or maybe play JT and Webb, right? So I don't think he's a must. Uh, I think he's going to be very popular. And again, it's for good reason. He's starting the two-strike lead. Um... All the numbers look good for him. Seventeenth approach, eleven TD green, fifth birdie or better, and his recent form has been amazing. So there, there's really no negative say other than a salary. Fifty thousand two hundred is a lot, but I think you can make it work. John Romp is below him, and you get almost a three thousand dollar difference there. Uh, Twelve thousand seven hundred. He has also been in really good form. Uh, three to one odds to win. So you know, for his price, I might slightly prefer Romp than DJ. Uh, sure, he's starting with a you know only he's starting two strokes back, but he's still really good shot to win, right? Three to one is like really really good. Twelfth, uh, eleventh, seventh in previous years on this course. Um, his approach numbers aren't the best, but I don't want to put too much focus into that. Again, really the starting score is is pretty big here, and you know what their salary is compared to the starting score. So uh, I do like Rom too. Uh, I think I probably slightly prefer him for his price to DJ, uh, and DJ might come in a little higher owned, uh, and then JT is at 119 9 So he's been a little more up and down. He might be the lowest owned of those three guys, uh, of those top three guys. He's five to one odds to win. Um, he's starting at seven under, so three strokes back. He's obviously been really, really good here. If you look at the course history, third, seventh, and second. He's uh, first approach, first in tee to green, third birdie or better. So the, the rankings uh, that I want to focus on it look amazing for JT. So of those top three guys, I think I like JT the best, um, and he might go a little bit lower on compared to Ram and DJ, who've been in just better form recently. But um, yeah, I like JT. I think he is my favorite of those top three guys. Also got to have interest in Webb Simpson. Um, looking at he's so he's starting at six under. Uh, he's nine to one odds to win. I still think he has he has a decent shot to win this one. Um, you know he's six and approach first birdie or better, 12 t green. You know these guys at the top is not going to be a whole lot of, of downside to say. What you just want to focus on is their salary and starting score, and do you think they have a shot to win? Well, Webb starting four strokes back, I think he can make that up. Right, so I think that is viable to play Webb Simpson. Um, yeah, that, that's kind of what I got there. I like Webb. I like JT. I mean, obviously, like John Rahm and DJ, um, I really think you're you're probably going to want two of those top four or five guys. Unless you're just getting super, super contrarian. Um, so, yeah. I mean, all four are going to be really high-owned. For their prices, I might give veg edge there to JT and Webb just to get a little bit different because right? I feel like Rahm and DJ will get a little bit more ownership. Morakawa's at ten four. Um, this is, obviously, he's, like, a rookie, so he hasn't played here yet, uh, but another guy that's been in, in really, really good form. Now, he's only, he's 22 to 1 odds to win. He's starting five under, so five strokes back. Um, he's second approach, fourth tee to green. I mean, 26 birdie or better. Morikawa's been in, um, really, really good form. Um, so, I think Morikawa's viable, but I think i give the edge to Webb. I think i give the edge to JT, um. Not saying Morikawa is out of play. I just think I slightly prefer the guys above him. Bryson's at ten-one. So Bryson's a guy that kind of is a little bit more boomer bust recently. The upside is obviously really high on him, but he, he does have, you know, a somewhat low four, uh, I guess, for you know a golfer. Um, he's starting at four under, six strokes back. It's getting tricky now because it's like six strokes. It can do it, but it's going to be tough. He's gonna need to have a really good uh, weekend and need to, you know, the guys above him to struggle. So Bryson is just a contrarian option for me. Obviously, not a great approach player. Um, yeah, I, I just think I, I like the guys a, a bit above him more. Rory's at nine seven. Another, another contrarian play, in my opinion, for his price. So you got to take the price in consideration, of the starting score. He's 3-under, and he's still 9-7. Like that's a lot. And Rory hasn't really been in the best form. I know he won it last year, but I just think that makes him like a really contrarian play. Hideki's at uh, 9-3. He's actually surprisingly uh, gained strokes putting in the last like, three tournaments, I believe, which is crazy, because Hideki is known for his terrible putting. Uh, but if that's going to continue to be a trend, if he's going to continue to have subpar putting performances, then... Uh, the upside is Masman Hideki, because everything else in this game is really good. Uh, if you just look at, like, the stroke game numbers, everything, besides the putter. So, Hideki is coming in at 33-1 odds to win. Um, I think he flies under the radar a bit, but I kind of like him as a contrarian play. Then Berger at 9-1. Berger and Xander, in my opinion, um, in this kind of mid-range, stand out to me the most. Burger, another guy, has been in, in amazing form. He's 28 to 1 odds to win. Um, he is 33rd approach, 10th tee to green, 8th birdie or better. Again, a lot of the numbers with these, these guys at the top are similar. They're going to be good in, in basically everything. Uh, but I, I kind of like the price. 9 1, 4 under. It's like, viable. I think he, he can make that up. So, um, yeah, I have interest And I like Xander. Xander's probably one of my favorite plays at 8 9. Um, he has great course history here, obviously, if you look at that, right? Second, seventh, first. And he's just a guy that is a little bit more boom to bust. He usually has one of those kind of down rounds once a weekend. But if you can avoid that, like, the upside is high in a guy like Xander. 8-9, um, I think, is a, is a fair price. 3-under, so he's going to have to have a really good weekend. But I, just, I like the upside potential there in Xander at 8-9. Uh, Harris English at eight, seven, I'm probably not going to get to him. Um, I know he's been in relatively good form here, but I would rather get to Xander. I'd rather get to Daniel Berger. He's coming at 66 to one odds to win, whereas Xander is 22. Huge difference there, right? And guys that are only 200 in in price. So I'm going to give edge to Xander and Berger there. Uh, Patrick Reed's a guy that I think is viable at eight, five, um, starting at three under, just because he's a guy that is good birdie or better, right? He's eleventh birdie or better. His numbers don't look amazing if you look at approach and, and T to green. The eight five is eight point five price point is fair, but again, more in the mid range. I think I would give the edge to guys like Berger and Xander as opposed to to Patrick Reed. Now, Fino, if you guys watch my golf videos, you know I love playing Tony Fino. He's coming in at fifty to one odds win, two under. So he has a he's going to have to have an amazing uh, weekend to be, you know, contending for, for first. Uh, but I think it's possible. Like he's been in in pretty solid form, uh, seventh, 15th and seventh here. Uh, he's good birdie or better TD green approach. The numbers look good for him. 8.2 K is a fair price for Fino. Um, what I'm going for there is not necessarily a starting score, but his just his potential for the birdies, right? He's this guy that is a birdie machine. It feels like. So, I think he he is a guy that could shoot up the leaderboard in the mid range, um, so I have interest in, in Tony Finau. Scheffler's at 7'9", probably not going to get to him. Uh, probably not going to get to Brandon Todd either at seven six. Sunjay's a fade for me at 7'3", uh, So yes, those like next three guys I'm probably not going to get to. Tyrell Hans at seven K. Um, I don't think I'm going to do it. I mean, I do like the price, but it hasn't really necessarily been in the best form. Does have good numbers, but I would paint me to say, but I, I think I would rather get to Tony Finau for an extra twelve hundred. Uh, and then we get to the cheap guys. So let, let's talk about all these guys kind of in a bunch. We have kissinger at 6'8, uh, Victor Hovland, 6'6, Joaquin Neiman, 6'3, Answer 6'1, uh, Sebastian Munez at 5'9, Horschel 5'7, lantoff 5'6, Not 5'4, Palmer, 5' five 5'5, Palmer 5'4, Champ 5'3. Hughes 5'2", two, uh, Cameron Smith five one, and Leishman five k. So these cheaper guys are gonna be popular, and the reason being, well, people are gonna jam in the guys at the top, and I think that is probably the safe way to go, right? Because the the odds really drop off after like these top four or five guys. They go from nine to one in Webb to twenty two to one odds, twenty two to one with Morikawa. To 33-1 to one for for Hideki, right? So I really think that this is setting up for the Stars and the Scrubs uh, approach. So I did mention some guys in the mid-range that I've in, right? A guy like Berger, Xander, Finau. But I think these cheaper guys are going to be, uh, are going to get some ownership to because you have to fit, uh, you know, those guys at the top in there. So who do I like kind of in this range? Well, Munez is a guy that I think will get some ownership because he's starting at three under. Do I, am I like super excited about that? I don't know, not like I I think I'd rather get to a guy like like Joaquin Neiman or Abe Answer, even though they're starting a couple strokes back, Neiman at two under, Abe Answer at one under. I just think I like the upside a bit more with those guys. So Neiman at 6 3, Answer at 6 1, I think both those guys look pretty good here. Um, you know, Answer's kind of been struggling recently. The the numbers don't look the best for him. Whereas Neiman's a guy that is a good approach player, he's fifth in approach. 20th T to green, 48th uh, birdie or better. For that price point, I think that, that stands out as a pretty good play. So I like Neiman. I like Abe Anser. Um, you know, Anser coming in at 250-1 to one odds to win. Uh, I, I just think he will not get, like, any ownership. Uh, Lanto's always a guy that I like playing. He's at 5'6", starting 2-under. Uh, so he is the cheapest guy starting in, in the 2-under range, right? Because you have 6'3", Neiman. You have 7-9 Shuffler. You have 8-2 Fino, And then you have 5-6 Lanto Griffin. So kind of like Lanto for his price. Again, he's the cheapest of the guys starting at 2-under. Um, the numbers are fair for him. And uh, I think he's a guy that could move up uh, on the weekend. Nah is always a risky target because I feel like he always is he, dealing with back issues almost every week, it feels like. So I feel like he almost withdraws like every other week. 5-5 um, five, five is, is playable. Um, and again, these guys are going to get some ownership because people are just going to jam in the guys at the top. Um, and then you have Palmer, Champ, Hughes, Smith, Leishman. I don't know if I'm going to go that cheap. Like, no one really stands out there below not me like Palmer, Champ, Hughes, Smith, and Leishman, so that's kind of what i'm thinking i know it's it's definitely a different slate guys but it's it's interesting there's a lot of strategy involved here a lot of different ways you can go but my approach is is i'm probably going to try to get at least two of these uh top guys into my lineup uh and then you know probably one or two in the mid-range and then i'm looking you know some of those cheap guys like a neiman uh answer don't mind hovland i didn't mention him i think he's viable and maybe a guy like lanto griffin or or a guy like kevin not so Basically, mention everyone here. I know it's 30 golfers, so there's a lot of different ways you can go. Always go with your gut, too, guys. The, the golf is super, super high variance. So if you feel strongly about a guy that I wasn't super high on, just play him. Um, and that's really what I got. So uh, thanks again, guys, for coming to check out the video. Uh, I really do appreciate it. Um, if you guys are interested in NBA, NFL content, I will have NBA, NBA video up for tomorrow's slate uh, right after this. NFL is going to continue to pump out videos. I already have an early look video as well as more in-depth, you know, breakdowns of like the running backs, wide receivers for week one as well. So thanks again, guys, and I will see you all uh, later.